signal to Laodicea. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, I'm afraid it's not good news. First, as your physician, let me remind you of my credentials. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. This is who I am. I am the Amen. Literally meaning I am the certain truth. I am faithful. I am the true witness. I rule over all of my Father's creation. My name? Don't you recognize me? I am Jesus. I am the great physician. I have observed you carefully over some time. I have examined your x-rays. I have poured over your records. And I'm afraid to say that they don't look good. Although you're feeling okay, and others who know you may say and think you are healthy, I'm sorry to say that you have a very serious hidden condition which carries a poor prognosis. So here's the diagnosis. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. You see, your heart is seriously compromised and it is failing. It's neither hot nor cold. You are not stable. You bear my name, but you aren't living as true witnesses. Stop pretending that you are for me. Stop living this life of compromise. Hot water is good for hot drinks. And cold water makes refreshing drinks. But lukewarm water is good for nothing. It makes me want to be sick in my mouth. And that is the condition of your heart, my church. The way you are is of absolutely no use to me. You are existing. You are bearing my name like a label, but the inside is nothing like it. And I'm afraid to say you are gravely ill. And the prognosis reflects the severity of your illness. Here's the prognosis if unattended. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Okay, let me speak to you in words you'll understand. Where are you, Laodicea? You are located near Hierapolis. What's Hierapolis famous for? Well, it's hot springs. Ah, hot water. You are also near Colossae, where you can find refreshing, pure, cold water. But here's the problem. By the time the water travels to you, it's tepid. 
you know it's rancid. You know that the immediate reaction, the reflex reaction is to want to spit it out. And that is exactly what we are talking about with your heart condition. This is serious. I am about to spit you out. This is what I have diagnosed. And this is your prognosis, if unattended. Have you not read from Romans 12, 11? Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual, spiritual fervor serving the Lord. That means, church, in order to stay healthy, you need to maintain a spiritual glow. Keep the fire burning in your hearts. Oh, but you have allowed the fire to die. You have forgotten my words when I said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Oh, you don't realize that you are lukewarm. You see, this is a recurring illness. Casual Christianity is epidemic today. My people, oh, they honor me with their mouths on Sundays, but yet they deny me with their lifestyles. They are salt that has lost its saltiness. They are a light, but it's hidden under a bowl. And as a result, you don't even see what's happening. You, my church, you have ceased to have any relevance. People regard you with indifference. Let's have a look at your symptoms. You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Your church is comfortable. You're not being persecuted. You are wealthy. You have all you, you need for a comfortable existence. But you have stopped calling on the name of the Lord. You don't call out to me anymore. You are self-reliant. Take a look around your city. The area in which you live is affluent compared to many other places. The economy is booming. Your financial center is renowned. But has the spirit of the marketplace infected my church? What has caused your spiritual cancer? You are so proud of your ministry, your busy church program. And you have begun to measure effectiveness by human standards. Your annual report is impressive. But I am not in it. You think you have all you need, but I, I, the one whose name you carry, I am standing on the outside. Your illness makes you blind to this. You think you have everything, but I say you are wretched. You think you are wealthy, but I say you are poor. You think you can see clearly, but I say that you are blind. 
Oh, you think you're well-dressed, but I say you're naked. So please, please, let me prescribe you some medicine. Here's a prescription for remedy. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you might become rich and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Your city, you know it's proud of her banks, but the gold that I prescribe is unlike your gold. It is refined by fire and will prove your faith and make you spiritually and eternally rich. Oh, don't forget, all kinds of trials have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Your city, it's famous for your black tunics that are made from the glossy black wool of the sheep that graze in your fields. And I see you as you walk around, proud in your designer merino wool clothing. But to me, it's like the story of the emperor's new clothes thinking he was finely dressed, but in reality, he was naked. The same is true. You are found spiritually naked. You, my people, you are disgracing me. Oh, my dear church, let me dress you Let me dress you in white clothes of my righteousness. Let me save you. Let me sanctify you, purify you. Let me transform your character so that you would reflect your Savior. Let me clothe you like the Father clothed the returning prodigal son. He gave his son the best robe. And let me prescribe something for your sight. You know, your city boasts of a renowned medical center, world famous for eye ointment. But you can't heal your own spiritual blindness. You are blind to your condition. You are blind to your pride. You are blind to the fact that I am standing on the outside of your church. So take this salve, which I offer, and apply it generously. This is heavenly ointment from the great physician. And I will open your eyes to the truth. 
You see, you are my patience. Please, don't misunderstand. I realize that this prescription may sting, and it may cause severe discomfort. But I administer it because I love you dearly. And my heart breaks to see your condition. I will do anything to see you turn and receive healing. My church, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. You are my children, and I love you even though your love for me has grown cold. Oh, I urge you, accept my counsel. Be earnest and repent. Repent of your pride. Repent of your self-sufficiency and humble yourselves. And then fan into flame a love for me. Because together, we can beat this. Let's have a look at your recovery time. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Do you see that your recovery time is dependent on how quickly you respond to the treatment? I am standing outside. I am knocking on your door. Will you answer? This is personal. This is intimate. The cure awaits. All you have to do is allow me in. I am your cure. Your physician is also your medicine. I am the Lord who heals you. All you need to do is turn and invite me in and the healing begins. How I long to eat with you. And I'm talking about a proper end-of-day Jewish dinner focused on fellowship. I am talking about restored relationship where we have fellowship, where we have communion. I long for you to be content abiding in me. And to those who open the door to me, 
I invite you. Come on. Join me. My throne is big enough for you. And we will be victorious together. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Set apart for you 
As I've been reflecting on that passage, it's hugely challenging, isn't it? Or that we might not be like Laodicea. Or that we as a church might remain on fire for Jesus and hold on to that passion that makes us distinctive. I was remembering the passage in in Mark chapter 14 that that talks about when Jesus was was at a meal in Simon's house and Mary comes in with with a a vase or a a vessel of, of perfume and she smashes the jar and pours it over, pours it all over Jesus's head. And And it's lavishly extravagant. It's reckless in her giving. Hugely generous. Just gave this vase, this perfume that would have been worth thousands of pounds. It could have been a family inheritance that was passed down. It could have been saved for her wedding day. But she gave it to Jesus. She poured it on him. Jesus said she she gave what she could. She did what she could when she was criticized by the other disciples, by Christians, she was criticized. Oh, that's a waste. By Christians, she was criticized. Oh, that we might not be like these disciples. Oh, that we might be like Mary. That we might be willing to give God the best of what we have as a church as individuals. Oh, that our hearts might be set on fire. This is my prayer for myself. This is my prayer for us as a church, that we would be on fire for Jesus, that we would pour out our lives as an offering before him, that we would be willing, as, as we are called to as disciples, to deny ourselves every day to say, Jesus, take it, every, take it all. Take everything. I, this is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ to lay, lay our lives down. It's not about negotiating with God, right? 50-50 God, okay? It's not about that. It's about 100% or nothing. We can't be lukewarm. We can't be in the middle. We can't sit in the fence if we want to be true disciples of Jesus Christ. We need to be like the perfume in that vessel. Our lives need to be like that, poured out as an offering to Jesus. Every last drop needs to be given to him. That's what he calls for, nothing less. And the fragrance filled the place. You imagine walking into that room, oh, what is that smell? The fragrance of that offering impacted others. Oh, that our lives might carry that fragrance wherever we go, whether it's summer mission, 
whether it's into our next-door neighbor's house, whether it's at the other side of the world, we should be living as a fragrant offering for Jesus Christ. Shouldn't we? Amen. Let's pray. And then, band, come on up. Let's pray. Father, may we not be like Laodicea. May we not be blind. May we not be naked or wretched or poor. O Father, we turn to you and we confess our sin. Where we have been falling short, we confess it. We turn and we repent. We turn from our sin and we look to you, our great physician, because we know that healing can come from no other place. And so we look to you and we say, forgive us, Father. Forgive us for our sin. And Father, help us in our weakness. Help us to abide in you. Help us to never stop calling on the name of the Lord as a church. Help us, Father, as individuals, but also as a church, to be a fragrant offering for Jesus Christ, to pour out everything to you and not hold anything back for ourselves. Help us to be willing to deny ourselves. Help us to be willing to lay down our lives as living sacrifices so that you might be glorified through us. Where we are faltering, Lord, would you revive us? We invite you. We invite your Holy Spirit to convict us, to prescribe what we need And we ask for help. Fill us with your spirit. Help us to fan into flame the gifts that you have given us so that others might be drawn into a living knowledge of Jesus Christ. So that we might go and make disciples of all nations wherever you call us. This summer, And for the rest of our lives, we want to give you every last drop for your glory. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and worship God.